Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, hello and welcome back to the Truth Seekers Podcast. If you've been following along, then you know we've been learning about Jesus. You see, in all of the stories that we've learned up until now, We've been waiting for an answer to the problem of sin that entered the world so long ago in the Garden of Eden. Do you remember when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate from the tree they were told not to eat from? It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. After Adam and Eve disobeyed God, everything changed. Sin entered the world, and we've seen the consequences of that sin ever since. Every person ever born since Adam and Eve have been born into sin. That seems pretty hopeless, doesn't it? What do we do when we are born into sin? Well, God did not leave us alone in our sin. God had a plan. We learn from the beginning that God always had a plan. Even before he created the world, he had a plan. God promised to Abraham a long time ago in his covenant that he made with him that Abraham would be the father of a great nation, the nation of Israel, and that through the nation of Israel, the rest of the world would be blessed. But how would the rest of the world be blessed? Well, Jesus was born into the nation of Israel. He was a descendant of Abraham. Jesus was a fulfillment of the covenant promise that God had made to Abraham. Jesus is the one to bring blessings to the rest of the world because he is and has come as the Messiah to save people from their sins and to set them free from the lies of the enemy, to release the oppressed and to give sight to the blind and so much more. And that's just what Jesus did. But not everyone could understand that. Not everyone could see who Jesus was or what he had come to do. There were certain men who lived at this time, and they were called Pharisees. Can you say Pharisee? A Pharisee was a man who had studied the Bible very closely. He had made it his life goal to study the law of God, the law God had given to Moses, the law written down throughout the Old Testament, and then make sure he followed it. Now you might be thinking, this doesn't sound bad. We should study the Bible and obey it, right? Right. But the Pharisees became so consumed with not breaking the law of God that they began to think that they could be perfect, that they could be perfect on their own and follow every law perfectly. But what did we just talk about? We have all been born into sin. No one can follow the law perfectly. That's why we need a savior. That's why we need Jesus. But the Pharisees became so consumed with being perfect and following the law perfectly that they thought they did not need a savior. They became so obsessed with how well they obeyed the law that they began to look down their noses on anyone who they thought wasn't as good as they were or as perfect as they were at obeying the law. Obeying the law became more important to them than knowing God or loving people. They did not look at the state of their heart. They only cared about what they looked like on the outside to everybody else. To everyone else, they presented themselves as perfect. And again, you and I know that no one is perfect. 
the Pharisees had become more concerned with making their own laws that were impossible to follow than they were with really spending time with God and having a relationship with him. When Jesus came along and healed the leper of leprosy or touched Simon's mother who had a fever or let unclean people come near him, the Pharisees became angry and upset. They thought, who is this man who breaks the law by touching unclean people? They did not know that Jesus had the power to make unclean clean again. They did not know that Jesus was God and Jesus cannot become unclean. No, he makes the unclean clean. They also did not like that Jesus began to become so well known and loved by the people. They didn't like that he was getting all the attention. And so one day when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Now, these men must have been the best of friends, for they had heard that Jesus was near. And with great faith, they picked up their friend who was paralyzed and could not walk, and carried him on a mat to Jesus. But when they arrived at the house where Jesus was preaching, they could not get their friend to Jesus because of the crowd. And so they did something unexpected. They were not going to give up, and they certainly were not going to go home since they had brought their friend all this way. So they walked up the stairs to the top of the house where the roof was, and there they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. They dug through that roof until there was an opening large enough, and then slowly they lowered the mat that their friend was lying on. I can only imagine the sight as Jesus stood there preaching when suddenly from the ceiling down came the paralyzed man on his mat in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith and the faith that it took for his friends to not give up but to continue to make sure that their friend saw Jesus, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now wait a minute. He did not say, you are healed, get up and walk. No, not yet. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the teachers of the law were sitting there. Some of them were Pharisees and they were thinking to themselves, why does this man talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? You see, they were confused. They thought Jesus was blaspheming. Do you know what it means to blaspheme? It means to call yourself God. Nobody, no man or woman, no human can call themselves God. That is blaspheming. Except Jesus can because Jesus was and is God. But they did not know that yet. So when Jesus told the man that his sins were forgiven, he was acting as God because only God has the power to forgive sins. Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. 
At that, everyone's eyes were fixed on the paralyzed man. They watched him slowly get up one leg, then the second leg. I'm sure he was a bit wobbly at first as he tried to stand. They wondered if he would fall over, but no, he got up. He did exactly as Jesus said. He took his mat and he walked out in full view of all the people standing there, even in front of the Pharisees. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. As Jesus was out walking by the lake, a large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Now, tax collectors in those days did just that. They collected taxes from the people. You see, even today, we still have to pay taxes to our government. But in those days, the Israelites had to pay taxes to the Roman government, a government that was not even theirs, a government that they were being ruled and oppressed by. The Israelites did not like the Romans because the Romans forced them to pay high taxes. Sometimes the taxes were so high they could not afford to pay it and they were thrown in prison. The Romans hired tax collectors among the Israelites to be the ones to collect the money from the people. So as you can imagine, the tax collectors were not very liked or popular. So Levi, or Matthew as he was called, was a tax collector. Tax collectors were known to be greedy and to steal money for themselves. That's another reason why they were not very liked. They would charge higher amounts of money from the Israelites and keep the extra for themselves. Any dignified Israelite would not be found hanging out with a tax collector, especially a Pharisee. But when Jesus saw Matthew sitting in his tax collector's booth, Jesus did something amazing. He looked right at Matthew and said, follow me. Just as he had done with Simon, Peter, and Andrew. And just as Simon, Peter, and Andrew left everything to follow Jesus, miraculously, so Matthew suddenly got up and left his tax collector's booth and followed Jesus. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house that evening, many other tax collectors and sinners and friends of Matthew were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed Jesus. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw Jesus eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Surely, if he is a good Israelite who follows the laws of God, he would not spend time with sinners. On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus knew these men and women needed him. He knew he had come for people just like them. He knew they needed a savior to offer them forgiveness and to help them change. He knew he was the answer to the problem of sin. Therefore, he needed to eat with the sinners and be with the sinners so he could offer them forgiveness of sins and help them to change. That is why Jesus went to Matthew's home to have dinner with them. And so the time came for Jesus to officially appoint 12 men, men who would be his closest disciples, men who would follow him, learn from him, watch him, and then be appointed as apostles to go out and preach the good news that Jesus had come, that the Messiah had come. 
He appointed these twelve men, designating them apostles, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. For that is what an apostle is, someone who is sent. Who were these twelve men that Jesus chose? These are the names of the twelve disciples he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot. So these were the men who would be with Jesus for the next three years. They would learn much from Jesus during their time with him. And Jesus went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of people were there and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured and all the people tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Dear truth seekers, what truth can we find from today's story? Do you know that when Jesus called his disciples, he called ordinary men like you and me? He did not go to the homes of kings and queens, but he found men who were ordinary fishermen and even a tax collector. Men the world would not expect Jesus to call, but Jesus saw something inside of them that others did not see. He saw men who would become great men of faith, who would proclaim the truth of the gospel without fear. Jesus knew what these men would do for the glory of God. And so Jesus is calling you today, too, to be his disciple. It's not because of anything you have done, but because he sees in you what you can do in his name and in his power and anointing. You see, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. When Jesus calls you to be his follower, he gives you everything you need to follow him. He gives you courage, he gives you grace, he gives you favor, and he gives you his spirit to help you and lead you and comfort you. You are never alone when you follow Jesus. Did you also notice that before Jesus healed the paralyzed man, he told him that his sins were forgiven? That is because only God has the power to forgive sins. And since Jesus is God, he has the power to forgive sins and wash us clean. Are you struggling with feeling guilty for something you know you did wrong? You don't need to feel guilt when you have Jesus living inside of you. If you repent and ask for forgiveness, he is right there ready to forgive you and to help you not to sin anymore. You see, when we repent, repentance is asking for forgiveness, but it's also making a choice to not do that sin anymore. Jesus calls us to follow him and obey him. We obey because he has forgiven us and set us free, and he knows what is good and best for us. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bibles, you can find it in Luke chapter 6, Mark chapter 3, and Matthew chapter 10. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you have the power to forgive me of my sins. When I fall short, you are right there ready to offer me forgiveness. Thank you for washing me clean. Thank you that the blood you shed covers my sins and I don't need to feel guilt anymore, but also help me, Holy Spirit, not to continue in the sin I have committed. Help me to change and look more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
All right, it's that time of the podcast. I just have a few reviews I want to read. This review says, my daughter, now 12, and I have loved these podcasts for several years now. We are so thankful for you. Well, thank you for sticking with the podcast for several years. It just still amazes me that um, we've been here doing this podcast now for almost for five years, almost five years in February. And it's gone by so fast, but it's been so good. And so I love that there are those of you out there who have been listening from the very, very beginning. So thank you for that. This review is from Valerie Atwell. She says, my five-year-old son, Tobias says, thank you for teaching me how to worship God. We enjoy listening to your messages together and are learning so much. So thankful you are sharing your gift with us. Well, thank you, Valerie, and thank you, Tobias, for listening. I am so glad that it is teaching you how to worship God. That is so important. And you guys are from Maryland. So thank you for um, sending that review in. All right. This um, review says, myself and my family could not thank you enough for the time and effort you put into this podcast. My husband and I experienced a loss of a child a few years back, and the pain ultimately caused us to isolate and separate ourselves from God. Playing these stories for our daughter each morning has actually impacted us in a way that we were not expecting. Through each episode, we are reminded of who God actually is, and our faith is renewed and strengthened. We are not bombarded by ads or other distractions during these episodes. Just the pure word of God. Please continue on. This is changing lives. We are grateful. Thank you. Well, I have to tell you that when I first read that, it made me cry because of the faithfulness of God and his goodness, that his word does truly go forth and does not return void, and that he uses his word to reveal more and more of himself to us, even in our most painful, painful moments he shows up. And so I just am so um, grateful that he has revealed himself to you in such a powerful way um, through these stories and through his word um, that you have been reminded of who God actually is and that your faith has been renewed and strengthened. So I will continue to pray that over you. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. All right, this message came in from Alice and Dub. She says, hello, we are new listeners from Denton, Texas, and we're excited because we are also truth seekers. Alice and Dub, thank you so much for listening from Denton, Texas, and I love to hear that you are truth seekers and that you are on this journey with us. So thank you so much for writing in. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening today as we continue to learn about the life of Jesus. I look forward to our time together next week.